The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. A.M. Springfield, good morning to you. We say uh, good morning to Ryan McCready, Springfield Sangam and Growth Alliance. Um, congratulations, first of all, on last week. And the, I'm going to move that out of the way so I, on the groundbreaking. L- let's give me a little history. And by the way, uh, we're going to talk Sports Park for a moment uh, and probably for a lot of moments because I think it's that major in this community. Um, let's go back. Where did the idea come from for a sports park? Originally, and you give us a little history. Yeah. It was the, you know, the outlet mall. And as I drive through the mall in Tuscola, uh, I'm glad that didn't come to be because right. 70% are vacant over there. And that's probably what it would have been here. That didn't work. Walk me through the process. How did it end up with a sports complex? Yeah. I mean, the idea of a sports complex has been talked about in this community for a long time. Okay. I was a credit analyst at Illini Bank back in the mid nineties. Okay. Of wow. When the Xanadu project was, was brought to yep to a bunch of local banks and didn't go forward. So this concept has existed for a long time. People go everywhere and see other sports complexes. My understanding of the history based on what I've been told is that a group of individuals were interested in having a sports complex in Springfield. They approached the city. Mayor Langfelder appointed a committee and had that committee do a market assessment to see what the market was, what type of attraction it could be for a sports complex. Basically asked the question is, this a viable alternative for our community? Is the market out there? And the answer was, yes, it is. The mayor took that and said, anyone that wants to build a sports complex that wants city assistance, here's your market assessment. You pay for the site-specific market study of a sports complex. So the Shield Sports Park developers paid for that next phase of that market assessment. It was Shields at the time, though. It wasn't. It was no, just the developers. Now, but then, okay, yeah, I understand. The development team for the sports complex right. paid for that portion of that. It reemphasized that not only is this a good idea, this site's a great site for it. That's what was taken, and then that's when the uh, in or, uh, mid-2020, when I came here, that's the phase it was in. That was just getting finished, and that's when the development team came to the Growth Alliance and said, we know, could you help us? shepherd this thing through basically you yep. t- what your first or second day on the job second day on the job and this group Dan. comes in and says what to you they said we did you know we got this concept for a sports complex okay is this something you guys can support and help us with and i said absolutely we're in um and i said that because sam i've got some experience as a city official when i was in decatur a number of times i had people come to me about a sports complex sure. and the concept was the city borrow the money and build it we're going to run it for you, and you're going to get all this other money that comes in. The reason I wasn't in favor of that is it puts the whole city at risk for the sports park to be a success. I had other things to address, crime, infrastructure issues. So I always said, if you wanted to build it and borrow the money, we can provide an incentive back, but I don't think the government should be building this thing. And the way this was proposed to me for a private development, that's why I was so excited about it is I saw the difference. From, from that experience that I'd had. Do the people who are going to operate this and put it together, mm-hmm. are they familiar with what this sort of a financing or mostly those government involved and not necessarily the private sector? Yeah, the folks from SFC, sports facilities companies that are going to be the operator, said this is, there's no other complex that was put together this way wow. that they deal with. 
and they were very they're very impressed with the arrangement um call it a model for how these things can be done moving forward um, now anytime you innovate and try something different it takes longer to get it done and we experienced that here on this project but uh I think we have to, when you're going through a process like that, you always need to stay outcome focused. So what's the outcome that we want? What we, the outcome we wanted is what we had last week, right? The process is going to have to be nimble and adjust as things in the environment around you change. And we went, they went through COVID. They went through a lot of things, a, a city administration change, changes of people on different public bodies. And so you have to keep adjusting the process, but don't let go of that outcome and we got we got that outcome, so we're excited about that. Did you have companies, or do you have companies that were on interested with you, maybe even more than interest, almost contracts saying, "If you build it, we will come." Is that fair to say? It's fair to say that there are a number of developments that will be ready to go now that sports complex is moving forward. Uh, those developments don't weren't working directly with the growth alliance because they're working with the the developers and the sites that are available out there. But there are a number of individuals that have that intent to jump in now and express express that intent, and we're watching this project closely. Who has the right to say? Is this the developer, Steve Luker and uh, Mr. McCormick? Do they have the right to say who they're going to sell or lease property to? So whoever owns that property out there, okay. right, they're the ones that decide, you know, who they sell to. Okay. And, and uh, of course, you know, that a lot of that goes to is it zoned properly, is the infrastructure there, those kind of things too. Um, but, yeah, whoever, whoever owns a piece of property gets to decide. I always tell people if you want to control what happens on a piece of property, the best thing to do is buy it. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a sure sure way to do that. Do, do they own property on both sides of MacArthur, both on the you know on the east side of MacArthur? I always be careful saying they because that property around there, I'm not completely familiar with all the ownership structure that okay. exists. All right. And I'm also not familiar with all the investment structure behind the sports complex. So, yeah, there are, I, I think it would. it's safe to say that in that general area on the other side of MacArthur, there is some property over there that's owned by the same interested parties that, that are the developers of the sports complex and Legacy Point in general. I, I say this because knowing Tom Moranza said it publicly, mm-hmm. Bank of Springfield was one of the early people in on this development. But he, people have also told me, and he agreed, didn't say names, that a lot of other community banks here in Springfield step to the plate on this project. People are going to be excited when the names of all these banks come out. Wow. There's up to, I would say, up to a dozen oh local my banks gosh. that came together to do this. And when I, you know, at the groundbreak, and I kept saying this is a community project, and people might think that's just a talking point. I, I be, As this unfolds and people get recognized for what they did, what you're going to see is, this was a community project, okay? We had to, uh, there are private businesses that are competitors that came together to make this happen. That says a lot about our community, that they all came together to make it work. Um, when you look at the bipartisan approach, Republicans, Democrats, independents on all these governing bodies, they all came together to make this thing happen. The fact that our school kids get to use this facility. So it really really is a community project let's let people rest a little um we know well 
Uh, again, ah, uh, two calls yesterday, two texts. There's no dirt being moved out there. Sam, oh come on. They they, they, they <laughs> flipped the shovels Wednesday. There's no dirt being moved. Will you address that, inches. please? <laughs> yes. So the, uh, the, the actual site, if you were out there, was uh, planted in soybeans. Right. And the soybeans were harvested this weekend. Okay. I drove by Sam on my way here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I detoured a little bit and drove by the site, and uh, the they harvested beans. They did took some steps to accelerate the drying of those, got those harvested, and uh, the contracts. This, this work starts this week on the earth moving. Um, you've talked before about vertical construction. Sure. It, as a reminder, it is a sports complex, so the, there there won't be office buildings at the site. There'll be this enormous dome, which is enormous. I mean, I described it at the groundbreaking of. The, the Shields building could fit inside this dome. So the dome wow. is taller than the Shields building and twice as long. Um, that'll be some vertical construction that folks will see go up. But they'll be stretching turf spring, summer of next year. Um, and then the goal is to get that dome up first and get things going as soon as possible. So At one time, Ryan, my, Ryan McCready with the Springfield Simon mm-hmm. Growth Alliance, uh, at one time they talked about different phases that is no longer the case. It's all in one phase. Am I correct? That's right. What what happened is in the process of designing the different phases, the uh, professionals that we're working with advised them that it's going to actually be much cheaper in the long run to do it all at once. And that's why they came back to the city council and said, the city council wanted it done all at once. The developers have said, well, if we did it all at once, we're going to have to have a bigger development agreement. Let's do it in two phases. The developers Talk to the professionals, and the professionals said, let's combine it into one phase. It's cheaper. It's the way to go back to the city to get that adjustment done. Um, a year ago, were you very optimistic that on September 20th of 2023, you would have a groundbreaking? Or did you even think that it could possibly have been earlier? I believed all along we would break ground on this project. Um, I thought it was probably going to be more like June, July of this really? year. Okay. But it just, it just, uh, some things, some legal notices had to be done that took a little bit longer than we expected. Um, my, my support and, you know, thought on this project has never wavered. I've always felt like we could do it. I always knew it'd be a lot of hard work. Um, but I had great confidence in this community. And I also felt like, you know, I come in here every two weeks live on the air with my organization name and all my supporters behind, you know, sure, behind me. Absolutely. I'm not in the business of lying. Um, when I, when I, when I do these things and I've always thought we would get here. I just everybody. knew we would get here. Springfield same growth lines is not a governmental entity, right? You folks are a private group of individuals who have invested, uh, to mm-hmm. bring this organization to fruition. Uh, you have four people and just tell you how things are going. Three of them didn't make the groundbreaking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they were out of town selling Springfield. So <laughs> the groundbreaking had to happen last week, and uh, my three coworkers were out of town. They, they left me in charge. I don't know what they were thinking on such a big week, but they did. Um, and uh, so we're, they were out doing what, that, what we love to do, and that's grow this community. And um, we're just getting started. I, I came back. Here's my hometown, right? Oh, my, I grew up in Divernon, but Springfield's my hometown. I came back here on purpose because I wanted to be part of bringing the potential of this community where it is. When I looked at the growth Alliance, I looked at the businesses involved there, you know, what I heard from community support, we're ready and we're going to do big things here. And I want the community to recognize what they have and what they can't accomplish. 
an almost billion-dollar development in Southwest County out there with the Black Diamond Solar Development. Sure. Four or 500 of our local laborers are out there every single day working. The sports complex. We've got the power plant near Pawnee that's still moving it forward. I mean, we just, you know, what's happening at Pillsbury? You know, if we, whether we think we can or can't, we're right, Sam. I mean, we really are. And I want people to know words are powerful. So let's let's start let's start expecting success, not expecting failure. Expecting so, success, right? We can do this. Um, what do you do? Do you ever take a deep breath, or do you have to keep going and going and going for the next project? We always want to have something in the hopper. You know, we had the another time we'll talk about this airline announcement last week. That yes. was a big deal. Uh, another community thing that had to come through collaboration. Uh, we always want to be working on something. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go in the office. Yesterday, last week, we celebrated a lot of things. But today we go back in and figure out what the next big thing is we need to push push for. So I know you folks are one group, so people could be working with their favorite realtor right? about purchasing something out there. And right? I may not know it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, fantastic. Congratulations to you and your team and all those people who uh, put Springfield Salmon Growth Alliance together. I not taking anything away from anybody else, but you were an integral part. Didn't run the whole thing. I'm not saying yeah. that, and you'd be the first to admit that, but it was a collaboration of a lot of groups, political, and boy, you said it, political groups <laughs> that I didn't think could ever come together and agree that today is Monday, and uh, they pulled that off. Yeah. Best guess scenario, opening uh-huh. day, when would you hope for? What they're telling me is uh, probably mid-25 is when they can host the large-scale things. That dome, where there, there's hope that we could get that dome up by the end of 24, if not the end of 24, early 25. There's focus on getting that dome up. Is that a first. permanent structure or yeah. is that in, that's not inflated that it's going to collapse every no. night? No, permanent structure. Yeah, six six full-size basketball courts, a turf field in there. It's, it's massive. Just think about, I mean, setting that shield store inside of it. Yeah. It, it is, yeah, you'll be able to see that thing from outer space. I don't know if you can or not, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the big, it's going to be, it's, as designed, the biggest one in the world. Until someone makes one a foot bigger, Sam. You know how that goes. Unbelievable. So, Thanks, man, for coming hey, in. Hey, thank you, guys. Congratulations to yep. you and your team and everybody else involved. That was a quite an accomplishment. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.